Sleep Show. A wannabe radio jock with his dumb views on pop culture, current events, and those weird thoughts that cross your mind in the shower, he's holding your ear holes hostage from bad content. It's the Slick Show. That's right, it's me, I'm back. Uh, yet again, another evening with me, the titular Slick. It's me. And I love being slick. I love being smooth and dapper and cool. All of these things that I'm not, but that's fine. Oh, welcome back. I'm sorry for the hiatus. I was away doing some really weird army stuff. I wanted to do something a couple weeks ago, and all my plans fell through, and I had to be up at like 4 o'clock in the morning to get on a flight. Wasn't happening. So I do apologize for the hiatus. Welcome back. This is The Slick Show. I am Slick. As I just said a few seconds ago, you can find me on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, all these other podcast platforms. Go out there, like, subscribe, thumbs up, share, all that stuff that we YouTubers and Twitch streamers are supposed to say. It's generic. It's old. It's rather crappy. So I do, uh, I've got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. I've, I've done so, a little bit of research. And not really. I haven't done any research. I, that's a lie. What I've done, actually is I've put together, I think, a, a pretty decent show. It's going to be a pretty decent show. I've got a few stories. I do want to talk about the Afghanistan. I want to talk to you guys what I've been up to as well, for those of you who may tune in later. I have applied for my first on-air position with the help of a few friends and mentors and colleagues, guys that I really respect in the industry, and there's a high chance I could get a job. And I may even play the air checks. If I get enough uh, traction about the air checks, I'll, I'll, I'll show you guys how crappy I sound on the radio. And why, but I still want to learn. So I was uh, I was doing that right up before I went to Raven School. You can look that one up. That's Googleable on the Army. You just go out and find what, what, what is the SUAS Raven. Well, that's what I was at for the last couple of weeks. And that's why we weren't we haven't done a show in two weeks. Oh, I've uh, and then as soon as I hit the as soon as I get back, I hit the ground running. I have been I got off the plane at one thirty Wednesday morning, or sorry, eleven thirty Tuesday night. Got home about twelve thirty Wednesday morning. Was finally passed out by one thirty, up and moving by six uh, seven thirty, and then off to work. I haven't stopped since. I even got to go to work tomorrow. But besides the point, uh. I want to talk, uh, first thing I want to do is I want to give about 30 seconds. 30 seconds to the 13 fallen that lost their lives in the attack on Kabul Airport. Uh, 12 Marines, uh, one sailor, and an, ar- and an Army sergeant. All right. So for the, in about 10 seconds, we're going to go ahead and give them 30 seconds. Just a moment of silence for those guys, those brothers, sisters, people that have given their life. Uh, in the line of duty. So we're going to do that starting now. Alrighty, so that's it. That is the moment of silence that I have for those guys. Take a moment every day. If you've got fan, friends, family, 
uh, people in the military that you know, reach out to them today. Tell them, tell them thank you for your service. Uh, offer them something if you have, if you feel like you must. I, I'm somebody. I'm a veteran, uh, both both in spirit and in what I do. I've been overseas twice. I've lost quite a few friends over in the in the turmoils of Afghanistan. It was a heartbreaker. It really was when I when I saw what was happening there, uh, the entire botch withdrawal. You guys know I try to stay away from politics on this channel. It's you know it's really not my place. I'm I'm not that smart when it comes to politics. I'm really not that smart when it comes to a lot of things. But here's the thing that I do know is I watch good the work, the hard work of many men who many men and women who have gone over there to try and do something to better people. And everybody's like, why are we nation building over there? Why are we trying to help people? Because we changed the world, man. Uh, one of the greatest quotes I think I've ever I can ever remember from an anime is the line from All Might. When he says, sometimes being a hero means being there even when no one wants you to be. And we did a lot of stuff while we were over there. We rebuilt schools. We've rebuilt, we built roads and things like that. We were trying to actively help these people. And was it, was it all in vain at, for what we were there for? Somewhat. You know, the Taliban was, was secretly always plotting against us. And that, that hurt. You know, the hurt, the relationship we were trying to build with people. And then some people over here that are just absolutely the downright most miserable assholes rolling over there to go do things and treating those people like they were second-class people because they were, uh, because they, you know, they believe differently. They look differently. They're from a third world. And it really hurt. There are good Afghanis out there. Uh, one of the shows that I, I run the board for, the dude's a real piece of work, and he's like, well, we're only bringing over the rapist and things like that. I was like, that's that's not true at all. When I was at Fort McCoy, and you guys go Google this, the story kept popping up in my news feed, at Fort McCoy, they were actually taking refugees from Afghanistan, and so when me and the guys would go to the PX, we would be there, they would... They were there. They were shopping. They were trying to start a whole life from nothing. They didn't have anything... Uh, some people I saw multiple times. Uh, you write, start. You learn to recognize things, like in the army. I, I think a lot of people say they do the same thing that I know in the army is they recognize small details about people, and the details that they that they were saying. You notice is like when people are wearing the same clothes, things like that. And I noticed like a, a few people wearing the same clothes day in and day out. They just couldn't afford to get new clothes. This is what they had. They brought over, and that's that's what it was. And this dude who's so wise to the world, and it's a, the he he believes he's the next Rush Limbaugh. Absolutely thinks he's going to be like the. Uh, he, he's messaged me when I've run the board for his show, and he goes, "Do you think? Do you really think that people wouldn't listen to a Rush Limbaugh if he wasn't for his music?" I was like, "Yeah, they they were listening to him for his music. That's that's why didn't I see it before?" And. He was just being a piece of crap. And he's, he was calling these people out. I'm like, not everybody that comes from Afghanistan, there are people who are going to be kind of set in their ways of this old-style life, that that is okay over there, and it's wrong. You know, when you come to this country, it's not about assimilating the country to you. It's about you assimilating to the American lifestyle, the American dream, things that people want and that they're fighting over. And you see that a lot right now, that people are, are we're lo America's slowly losing its way. And it's not that we are losing our way. I think that it's that the old adage of, you know, strong times or hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, good times create soft men, soft men create hard times. And it's just, 
I, we're in that cycle right now, and people are trying to go to what's, what's easiest for us. Everybody wants to be a star nowadays. Everybody wants to show up and be on Twitch and be a the next big Twitch star or the next big so-and-so star, and that's not it. That's not something that's just going to happen without it. You know, it's taken me seven uh, no, it's been more than seven years now. It's been nine years that I've been working in different radio organizations uh, between two different companies, two, uh, actually three different companies, multiple different formats. And I'm for now just getting my chance at trying to submit and become the person that I wanted to be. It, it takes time. It takes hard work and dedication. You know, tomorrow is a is almost a 12-hour day for me. And most people are like, well, why would you want to do that? It's because I love what I do. Absolutely, radio is the funnest thing out there. And when it's paying off, it really is. Now, what's not what other people think is that they're just going to walk in and turn the mic on and be a superstar. And you know, I've had my I've had my my run-ins with that of other people of when I was trying to do it myself, and I was just thinking like, yo, it's it's the simplest turn on the mic. It's not. You can turn this mic on all day, and you're gonna be the ne- you think you're gonna be like super cool and smooth, and it's not that at all. You're actually there's a lot to it. Before I submitted my air checks, I was going. I went through three or four days of re- saying the same line over and over and over and over again to try and get it as right and as perfect as I could be, and not so perfect either. Because you don't want it to be perfect. My mentor, Sean Roberts, I love this dude, has taught me a lot. He's like, if you make it too perfect, not only is there no room for improvement, but that just shows that you've, you, you've set such a standard that if you don't nail that every time, then you're going to look like a jackass. So you want it to have like a little bit of imperfections. You want them to see, you want them to be able to make a picture of you with your voice. They're going to see you and go, that guy sounds like he belongs on a rock station. And I hope that's what it is. That's, why I, that's my goal. I really wanted to work for the local station here and be a jock on the local station. But I think that going back to a smaller market, and not because a smaller market's a bad thing, but because a smaller market is... Uh, I, I really don't... I think it's a good place to start. And it would be my home market is what it would be. Like, I would be able to be at an area that I know because I'm from there. I grew up there. I'm also on stations that I grew up listening to. I know the lineup. Like I, Even though I haven't listened to those stations or been a part of those stations for years, I still know the general of their lineup because it hasn't changed and they're good people down there. The guys that are legends in those markets. Stan and Haney, Big Mama and the Wild Bunch. Uh, like all these guys are great. They are legends down there in Fort Myers. And I've got legends up here I work with. I work with Ted Kamikaze. Mason Dixon, Sean Roberts, Jeff Zito, Orlando. Like, these are guys that have made their names in this market. When you think about radio in this market, you're not thinking about, you may be thinking about some like iHeartMedia guy that's like, all right, whatever. But it's really those guys. Like, and that's the Tampa market. And I work with those guys. So, I, I, but you're, when you walk in, those guys weren't even like super, like instant rock stars. They'll tell you. You know, Sean, Sean Roberts, his story was, is he was like kind of like a janitor almost. And he was coming in. That's actually Pat George's thing too. Pat George, the local traffic announcer, which I hope he gets to feeling better. He was sick. He was, he was a janitor and some, all the people called out and he was like, yeah, I can be on the radio. So he flipped on the buttons and that's what he did. So, you know, it takes time. 
But everybody wants to be that superstar. They want to turn on. Sorry, I'm thirsty. Uh, they want to turn on and be the next rock star. And they think that it's as simple as like going out there and you get the next viral video. Like you see TikTok. And I think that's one reason why I hate TikTok is everybody turns it on and they're like, I'm going to be the next greatest star. And you're like, but you're not. Or you're going to be this or that. And it's not, uh, it's not so much as that. It takes time. You really have to build your craft. You build your audience. And that's what I'm trying to do with you guys. I love looking at, and you know, most people don't think that it matters. You know, and I'll show you guys this. Uh, let's go here to YouTube. I got to have the DuckDuckGo page up real quick. Boop. Do, 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 do. Because I have the YouTube page. I love, I, I love uploading my videos to YouTube. And here's why. And maybe I've got a new view today. I don't. Actually, this one's got a... Nope, that one doesn't have a new view. None of them have new views. Actually, I think this one did, because I'm pretty sure it was at 8 a while back. And I'm sure there's a way I can go in and look at this. But I love this. Anytime I get a new view. And it's nothing big. It's 9, 8, 3, 1, 10, 4. My artillery video gets a lot of views. A lot of my people in my battalion like watching it. Uh, if you like want to see what I did in Croatia, that's what I do. I love taking videos. But it's I'm, I'm not a superstar. I'm nobody big, and that's fine. I'm working towards it. And one day, you're going to be like, hey, I remember listening to this dude when he was a nobody. But these people that have come over and to circle back, the old Saki adage, you know, to circle back, they these people that have come over, they have nothing. They're not bad people. And it's something that rubbed me raw about something that dude said today. And you can go find his radio show. I don't care. I'm not going to tell you about his radio show. I'm going to just tell you what a crap person he is. Because he is. And if he ever finds this video and he finds out I'm talking crap about him, let him call me out. He tried calling me out on radio one time. That that was the funniest thing. Uh, he tried being a smartass. He's a dude that has a broadcasting degree. And he seriously thinks that he's going to like, I'm paid to be at radio stations. He has to pay to be at a radio station is essentially what it boils down to. And if you think that if you're not paid to be somewhere and you have to pay to be there, you're not really wanted there for, because you're a talent, you're talented or you're good or you're a person. It's probably because you're garbage. And that's what this dude is. I, it was funny that even the other day when he, like I said, he tried convincing me that he was going to be the next Rush Limbaugh. And I was like, oh, whatever. He did it yesterday. He did it the other day, too, when he was, like, marking out to himself. He has his, he has an assistant that's, like, in Pakistan. And the kid's, the kid's cool, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Sarit, I've never got to meet him. I was like, hey, Sarit. And I stopped talking to Sarit because I don't answer to your assistant. I am not. I'm a board op. I'm not a producer at this station. Actually, I'm, and I'll be leaving that station soon. Uh, moving on to bigger and better things. But this one, um, this dude, he gets mad when I don't answer his assistant. It's it's complete garbage. So he um, he he throws fits over that. Like I, I could spend all day why this dude's straight up garbage because he is. He's a garbage dude. Like he plays nice around people that he has to influence. But the guys behind the scenes, yeah, we all know he's a piece of garbage. But enough about that. Enough about radio. Um, I do really want to express my condolences. That's been a big thing that uh, people have been asking me a lot. Is a lot of people have been asking me about how I feel about Kabul and Afghanistan, and that's how I feel. I really think it was a crappy situation. 
Uh, everything about it screams terrible. Uh, the Marine Colonel, I think that uh, Guy Schwan. No, that's not his name. I want to say that's his name, but that's not. Um, Lieutenant Colonel Marine uh, Trouble. That's all I have to Google. They're trying to court-martial his ass, and I think that's stupid. Uh, what was his name? I'm, I got the story right here. He, I think, had the best uh, best thing going for Like, the best thing that I've always asked of people is, like, uh, Stuart Scheller. Uh, Sir, if this video somehow gets to you, I salute you. Still active in the National Guard. I let it be out and known. I, Staff Sergeant David Donaldson of Charlie Battery 2nd and 116th, this does not... Uh, this is not representation of the Florida National Guard, Charlie Battery, 2nd and 116th, Beasley Media Group, or anybody else. This is Staff Sergeant David Donaldson's full opinion. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, uh, I stand behind you. I think what you did was admirable and right. Uh, we do need we do need accountability from our leaders for such a botched plan that got those 14 people killed. Fathers, daughter, uh, fathers, daughters, um, parents, brothers, sisters, all, all of those guys and girls fit that category somewhere. And they're gone in a heartbeat. They, they're lost forever. And it's sad. Um, I'm tearing up. And I, I, if you really want to know what it is, it's, it's fucked up. It's, it's absolutely fucked up. But I, I really, Stuart Scheller, you are, you are what leaders needed to be Leaders need to be here in the Army, and I'm sad. It's sad to say that you only made it to Lieutenant Colonel. Uh, I really wish you could have gone farther because you'd have been the leader that uh, you'd have been probably the next General Mattis at some point because people would have been rallying behind you because you'd have stood up and said, Hey, I made the mistake and I did this first. And you did even that with this. You came out and said, Hey, what I did was wrong. And you took responsibility for it, and it's gained you so much clout from people that are looking to throw, uh, to pretty much turn the flashlight from them to somebody else so they're no longer in the spotlight. And that's why you see a lot of these former generals coming out after the chiefs of staff and everything, like why you should resign, because they're absolute garbage. They truly are. Absolute goddamn garbage. So that's the Facebook page. But, you know. So with that being said, I guess it's time to get to a few stories. I know I know things haven't been updated. I have been burning the candle at all ends. And eventually I'm going to be updating some of this stuff. I am excited to it. Like I said, I think I'm going to remove the Instagram logo. Get that YouTube logo up there. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, at that guy slick, slick BTLS for Instagram, YouTube, the slick the radio slick show. Come on over. Watch a video. Sit down with me. You know, put me on in the background. I do that all the time. There are so many YouTube guys I like to listen to in the background while I'm doing stuff do that but i kind of want to start out with a story that i think everybody if you're looking at the title you're like i want to know what the what's going on with that yo bro does your truck even lift and you want to know why because i hate squatted trucks squatted trucks are the theory of a white trash man with no with just about as much brains as he has money none because it's stupid looking it's absolutely ridiculous and you know what I think North Carolina's got the best idea of all because at this point, you have really done something to yourself if you think this looks good on a truck. So, what's the story? 
Squatted trucks are banned in North Carolina, and drivers could lose their license for a year. It is almost the equivalent of a DUI to be that stupid. Finally, being stupid is gonna pay, is not gonna pay. That was good. That was a good drink. Earlier this year, we reported that North Carolina legislators were passing a bill aimed at banning squatted trucks in the state. Well, it's finally come. As December 1st, the squatted trucks are effectively no longer welcome there. Look, Florida, get on the get in line. Governor DeSantis, get this one going. It is the dumbest looking thing. Look at this idiot. And in all fairness, it's some freaking white trash dude hanging out there. Yo, bro, look at this. I bet you he uses the N-word with the hard R because he's an idiot and he's white trash and he's a piece of crap. And you want to know something? He probably listens to P. Diddy. I see it all the time and you're an idiot. I, they're stupid. Like when I think of white trash, it reminds me of people in my hometown and that's what it looks like. Not only uh, should the drivers be caught ignoring the law three times in a given year, they will be get, uh, so not only that, but should their drivers be caught ignoring the law three times in a given year, they will have their license suspended. Apparently, they want business. After passing the House of Representatives and being sent to the Senate, a modified version of House Bill 692 was ultimately passed and signed into law by Governor Roy Cooper. Big round of applause to you, Roy Cooper. I don't know much about you, but I like you already. North Car- if you're listening from North Carolina, let me know what, what you think of Roy Cooper. You know, leave a comment somewhere, I guess. I, I, I don't know anything about him. But now any vehicle with suspension modifications that simultaneously raise the front and lower the rear fenders of any vehicle, the signature look of the squatted truck, otherwise known as the bulldog, uh, they will be will become illegal. Like, it's I've always enjoyed the hydraulics in cars. Like... I've enjoyed those, and I think that's great when you see... I've seen a few of them when they're sitting at like the lights and they're bouncing up and down for people. I like that. I think that's cool. But when you're driving and your dipshit ass can't see over the hood and you run, you know, Grandma Ethel over because you you wanted to look cool for your homies and your methed-out girlfriend, well, I'm sorry. I really don't feel bad for you. And I know that's not the case. It's me over-exaggerating, but it's still... You know, when you're out there kissing your sister, this is this is what happens when you smoke during pregnancies, people. You get guys with squatted trucks and bald weirdos that want to be radio hosts. But as of today, the North Carolina Vehicle Code prohibits a passenger vehicle from being lifted and lowered more than six inches. However, the ratified legislation, that was the original, I guess, does uh, away with that specification and aims instead at the squatting trucks by requiring that the front fenders sit no higher than four inches over the rear fenders. Yeah, bro. You got four inches right there. It's worth noting that this only covers vehicles with modified suspension chassis or frames, so rest assured your 2000 Honda (laughs) Insight and vintage Cadillac DeVille are safe. So, I think that's... I've never seen a Honda Insight. Let's take a look at that. That's not four inches. That's probably talking about them idiots, and I saw one of these dudes today. And this is why I was, like, super glad I grabbed this story. So today on my way home um, from one of the radio stations, I'm riding down the road, and you got this little wannabe, like, cool dude. He's sitting back in his Nissan. And when I say this dude was sitting back, like, if you looked at him, that dude was, like, this low looking over his hood. And for those of you in listening to me in podcast land, I am, like, almost out of my chair. Like, you can barely see me above anything. So... 
this dude is riding by there and he's got like the you can tell something's up because as he's hitting the gas his car's like sounding like a goddamn bo- uh, a thing of pop rocks you know not the good kind of pop rocks like the kind of pop rocks that just i don't know fizzle out it's like you're trying to start a, a lawnmower with brake cleaner and your dad's telling you not to blink or something weird it's it's just bad and he's just hauling ass and diving in between cars. And I look over at the dude, and the dude's just, like, stoned out of his mind, it looks like. But the worst part about it, not only was he having this little shitbox car thinking he was cool, he had a freaking Hungry Howie's delivery sign on top. I was like, dude, you, uh, you're going places, aren't you, buddy? But I... I I, I don't get that. Like, somebody's going to have to be out there. Like, people I know, people I know who race, actively race cars, like, go out, they build cars, they do, they are they are car enthusiasts. They've kind of gotten me into it a little bit. Like, I've never looked at Corvettes before, and then all of a sudden I started looking at them because my mentor in radio is like, yo, hey, you want to come see a Corvette? And I was like, I've never ridden in a Corvette. So I hiked up my skirt, put on my thigh highs, and I got in the front seat. I was like, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. And, yeah, it actually was. It was pretty cool. My first ride in a Corvette. Sean Roberts, you got me. Uh, you broke my Corvette cherry. I have no idea why I'm this thirsty tonight. But um, it, it was cool. And I, I started looking at Corvettes a lot cooler. Every time I see one, I start looking at it. I'm like, ooh, what year is that? And I was, you know, I'm not as good at naming out the years, but I like certain models of it. Not the newer models. I'm really much... I like the older models. So, but, I, you know, cars are cool. I've never been, like, super into cars. Never been one of those guys that have been like, you know what I really would like to do? I really just want to go out and work on a car. It's not, like, something that's fun for me. I, I, I get frustrated easily, especially when I'm busting knuckles and I can't get the goddamn bolt out. Like, I've done some, like, minor repairs on vehicles, like... I've changed. Uh, I've changed oil. I've done replaced uh, seals on on the engine. I've helped my dad build a my stepdad build a uh, mud truck, things like that. Like I, I've had a lot of fun doing that with other people. Like if you if you're like, hey Dave, you want to come on over and share a beer and work on this vehicle? I'll be like, yeah, cool, free beer. Oh, you want me to do that? Sure, whatever. No, it's uh, but I enjoy that. I, I think that's cool, and I, I don't mind. But if you're like, hey, Dave, do you want to go work on your truck and do stuff? And it's like, no, not really. No. But I, I like, I'll, I'll help you out with yours. I, there's just other things I'd rather do. I've gotten into, like, other hobbies. So I do want to finish the story, though, because I think it's funny. It, it, it really, they call it the Cali Lean. It's probably because it's gay. Like, <laughs> the history of the Cali Lean, because it's gay. And it's not the kind of gay, like, you know, two dudes or two chicks kissing each other. Now, this is the kind of gay that you look at people and you go, well, that's, that's just fucking lame, dude. And people are going to be like, well, why did you just say it's fucking lame? I don't know. It's just because it's the way the Army has taught me. Like, you get people in the Army that are just, they are, hello, viewer in the chat. I appreciate you tuning in. Um... Uh, the army just says it. There's things that you say in the army that the other people are like, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> yeah, you've been spotted, Steely. We see you. Uh, but it's it's not bad. But yeah, Cali Lean. It's gay. 
Not gay in the cool way, gay in the bad way. Uh, decide the, so we when it was passed, the law still says that it prohibits owners from raising their vehicles. The accidents, uh, it's just stupid looking, and people ruin good trucks. Like I'm not a big Chevy fan, but what you did to this truck is horrible. You know, you know I got you guys know I like the smoking gun. I absolutely love this website. It is one of my favorite websites because it gives you like the police report and you can view the documents. But you want to know what a man who uh, what he did during this whole meltdown? It's going to be good. It's exciting. If you got married today and you decided that you wanted to go out on a bang, absolutely just live your life to the most fullest. And uh, what would you do? What would you do after your wedding? Uh, would you go out, shoot some guns? Oh, well, just farming on D- Diablo 2? Well, I'm glad you're enjoying Diablo 2. So, I- I'm happy I can entertain you. It's, you know, like I said, I'm a background show. For those of you who are listening in podcast world, I'm, I also live stream Twitch Friday nights, 9 to 10. It's my little radio hour. Uh, and you can come in and live chat with me. You know, drop me a message, say hi. And that's what he's doing. He's like, he's just farming a Diablo 2 and happened to see that I was on. And I'm happy to be here. So you get uh, you get this dude. He is a... Uh, if you were to leave your wedding, would you go out and shoot some guns, hang out with the bros? Are you going to go go out and plow your wife? I mean, you just got married. You might as well remind her who's, who's who your daddy is. Well, in case of the squatted trucks, it's probably you or somebody you know closely related to. Probably in the same household, using the same outhouse. But this guy decided he was going to go wild. And when my buddy posted this story, and I was like, took it up on the smoking gun, because I do like the smoking gun, I was like, this says Florida man all over it. Man in 25 is in an epic post-nuptial meltdown. September 3rd, after fleeing the scene from an auto crash that he caused, 25-year-old motorist who was married earlier that day, so he didn't even wait the full day. He did his business, and he was gone. He appeared under the influence, declared all hail the orange man, before scuffling with the Florida jailers who sought to restrain him, according to court records. Uh, Nicholas uh, Ruthenberg was driving the wrong way on Vero Beach Street uh, late Monday afternoon when he struck a vehicle. Oh, I know where this happened. I I remember reading about the story now, now that I think about it. Oh, man. Uh, Which resulted in the hospitalization of the driver. Yep, this one happened down near a friend of mine. I had to check to make sure that uh, that his family was all right. Uh, Ruthenberg, who was subsequently arrested near the crash site, was acting erratically. appeared as if he was uh, under the influence of... uh, unknown substance i'm telling you looking at this dude he's probably high on bath salts this dude was going wild uh his ruthenberg's blood alcohol was 0.0 prompting to police to ask him for a urine sample to determine the presence of chemical controlled substance as a cop prepared the urine test ruthenberg started to take his pants off and then spread his buttocks his buttocks during which time he placed two fingers in his anus Ruthenberg then placed him back in the handcuffs. This man was going for the show. He's like, look, you want a urine test? I got you one better. Have a stool sample, pigs. So, after later agreeing to undergo a drug evaluation, Ruthenberg began acting erratic again and was out of control, leading to jail personnel to again restrain him with handcuffs. You see, we've gotten soft in the jails now. Because I would love to have seen a video of them dude just coming out with like a big-ass water hose, kind of like in... 
what was it? Uh, it was the Green Mile when they they sh- oh, they hosed down the one dude. I can't think of his name. The one dude that made Percy piss himself, and they just hit him with the water hose. I'd have loved to have seen the video of this dude just like after he gets done punk, uh, finger punching his bunghole to go out there and just get sprayed with the God blessed hose. It'd be awesome. Rutherberg scene and struggle struggling with jail personnel. The fact that it's like got like two people holding him down, and there's some big old black dude right there trying to hold him down, and you see his arms. That dude's massive. Um, so you know he's uh, <laughs> he's got his hands wrapped around his throat. He's like, I'm going to choke the color out of you. Um, it's I I think that would have been funny. And prove me wrong. There's a video. There's a YouTube. Oh, man. Uh, there's a protest video. On Pike getting hit with water hose. This is very specific because I'm trying to be very specific. Is it this one? Let's take a look at the videos. I think it's this one. We're going to watch here. Oop, we're going to turn that down. And that's not it. (laughs) Oh, man, that was good. That's not the video I want. There's this chick that she's like standing like, oh, this is not what I wanted at all. Oh, they're hitting rabbis. Oh, man. That's not what at all what I wanted. Uh, yeah, the, the, the one I'm looking for, I've seen it a couple times in things, and she's sitting on her bike, and she's it's going by, going by, going by, and pow, knocks her out. You know, a, a water gun fight would be those. That, that's a pretty good idea still. You, just, you line them up, and it's something out of, like, not Fortnite. What was the old uh, Castle Defender? Get? Not the Castle Defender. It's not old either. Uh, Fortress Defense or something like that. It's something like, but you go out there and you got like powerful water hoses. You sit on the back of a uh, water truck. I think that would be cool. Uh, but as seen in his nuptials, uh, posted face, Rudenberg was married August 30th. He, uh, the day he was arrested, his bride turned 20 that day. According to the couple's marriage certificate, the duo was wed by a clerk at the Indian River County Courthouse in Vero Beach, to which Ruthenberg will return October 1st for his arraignment. The auto crash room the bird caused a few blocks from the courthouse. Yo, he was, like, smashed. Uh, this dude was absolutely loaded. And, it, like, he was just so happy that he got to marry his sister finally that she, uh, <laughs> he was... Oh man, I I really don't have anything. I I'm tired of making the same white trash jokes, but it's so easy on on, on people like that. And knowing from where he's from, it's probably true. I give that stuff to my girlfriend all the time. Like I I really love going out and making fun of her because she's from Ocala. And I was like, you know, you're all family's inbred. And then she's got like a, a German last name. So I was like, we were watching uh, Doom Patrol yet the other day, and. I, the second episode, when they or the third episode, when they go to Paraguay, they see the Nazi scientists. So I was like, "Look, I know you're having flashbacks here, but I need you to boil it down, all right? The neighbors are are kind of upset. The last time you decided to wear your boots, <laughs> we're, we we from Florida. There's just as much ammo versus us. Yeah, that's about right. Oh man, we've there's a, there's a whole lot of guns in Florida. Every every state thinks that like. When I went to the, the, the Raven course over the last couple of weeks, like I said, for those of you just tuning in now, that's where I was at. I was at the Raven course in Wisconsin. And there's this dude that, like, was from Texas. And he thought he was, like, some big hero, like, six-shooter style and 
John Wayne, and he's like, oh, I could take on the best of you. I was like, I'm just going to go sniff some rubber cement and go on a freaking rampage, and I'll tear half this building apart before you can even calm me down. And that's probably with a full round of bullets. I was like, we're from Florida, man. That's That's our thing. We got guys that lather themselves in ketchup and go lay in the middle of a highway. You know, the Florida woman who's, who sells the dude a house and then breaks into it and steals his car. Like, these are the things that we do because we're badass. Florida. We're not for everybody. That needs to be our motto. Florida. We're probably not for you. Oh, I feel bad because Florida's gotten a bad rap right now because we have uh, Ron DeSantis uh, everybody thinks that he's doing this mask mandate. They're, the school thing with the mask mandate, and I want people to think about it like this. If you're tuning in and you're like, well, I hate Ron DeSantis. He doesn't like, he doesn't want schools to inf- to wear masks, and that's not it at all. Ron DeSantis doesn't want the school telling you what you should do with your kid. He's trying to give power to the parent. Uh, that's, that's the thing about government, about most Republicans and conservatives, and main, it, it, for the, the most part, is they want smaller government. They don't want the feds reaching in. I honestly think the feds have so much power right now. They had to, like, dial back on the CDC because when the CDC was kind of getting out of hand, somebody was like, yo, 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 you, you can't do that. The CDC cannot do that. And a lot of that was, like, into the eviction moratorium. Like, you can't just... You're, you're not an elected position. You are a hired position. You can't just come out and say, well, you're going to do this. So Ron DeSantis was trying to give power to the, to the parents. Imagine, if you will, if you own a dog. All right? So you have this dog, and you're in the homeowners association. And for you to walk your dog, you have to put a muzzle on your dog. Now, you know your dog doesn't bite and isn't going to hurt anybody. But sometimes you do have a, you have a muzzle just in case you know you're, there's somebody else with a dog that does uh, that your dog doesn't like. But having to be told that the homeowners association says that for you to walk that dog anywhere outside the front yard, you have to, you absolutely have to put a muzzle on your dog. And you're like, it's a bloodhound. He's never bitten anything anybody before in his life. He barely even bites his food, and that's the idea behind it. He just wants to give the parents the right to choose what they do with their kids, you know? And with that, Pinellas is actually finding a, a, you know, is having that issue. We're going to look over at a story over at Money Talk 1010, a station that I know of. I need to fix those. Nope, 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 nope. We are seeing, oh, it's not going to show here because this page is busted. Yep. Alright, I gotta fix that page. Uh yeah, muzzle that damn Chihuahua. Dude, Chihuahuas are bad. Chihuahuas are like the most one of the most vicious dogs. Like Jack Russell's and Chihuahuas are actually the you're more likely to get bit by them than by a pit bull. And then you got like other dog bites. Let's let's take a look at that. Um uh, Dogs most likely to be bitten by. I want. I'm going to tell you. It's not like the dogs. Um, this is from the Keating, uh, the Keating firm Ltd. Uh, this is Ohio. Yeah, I'm not taking that because it's not a pit bull. Like everybody thinks it's a pit bull, but it's actually the small dogs. Here we go. 
uh, new study. This is from the uh, AAHA. Let's take a look at it. A new study identifies most damaging dog bites by breed. And I really... God, I hate it when it's like this. Like, it really should... Uh, okay. Well, I guess it's... I guess it is with the way... So, Dalmatian, a Pointer, a Great Dane, a Pekingese, and a Spitz are the bottom fives. I, you know, I, I, that's really weird because I've always been told that Dalmatians are jerks. But I guess the numbers say, uh, numbers two through the, but it's the Chihuahua uh, are, they're the most likely to bite. Followed by the Pit Bull, I guess, mixed breeds, uh, German Shepherds, Terriers. I knew uh, Jack Russells uh, specifically are most likely to be in Rottweilers, too. But, like, I, Honestly, I have never randomly been bitten by a pit bull. I've had pit bulls bite. Uh, I've had pit bulls bite others, and then I've been bitten in the in the meantime. Yeah, look, mastiffs, mastiffs, right here. This is I the following. I guess they have three hundred and eleven fatalities. I uh, they've got like don't get me wrong, pits have a very mean ass bite, but apparently like. German uh, Rottweilers have a harder bite than they do. Uh, Mastiffs, like I know, Mastiffs, Mastiffs, 556 PS pounds per square inch. Jesus, Huskies? This one I don't believe at all. My Husky's never bitten anything. She's never even bitten me. And I've had other people's Huskies, never even bitten me. It's just really weird. Mastiffs with that that powerful, like the, the Jack Russell Terrier, like they don't even have... These bastards. Australian Shepherds. Yeah. Uh, you guys had a Dalmatian steal? Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I've never, I didn't know you guys had a Dalmatian. Pits and Roddies are very lovable. Um, my buddy Sean Roberts has a pit, and he absolutely, or not a pit, he has a, he has a Rottweilers. He usually does rescue Rottweilers. Raven is his only exception. Pongo. I, I remember, I, I think I remember hearing about that, but I never met Pongo. Um, so, Rot, like Rottweiler, he does. He's dealt with a lot of like rescue Rottweilers, and they've been fine. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry you lost your dog pretty quickly, but Roddy's uh, really are it pits. Like I said, I've had plenty of pits. I, I've been bitten by pits before. Like it doesn't. It's never. I, I will never tell you that a pit won't bite at all. Yeah, and they are pretty aggressive against certain people that just don't belong. If they, you have to understand that those dogs are very protective of what is theirs. Um, I've had, I used to go to school and have like cuts and stuff and people thought I was like out back cage fighting or something. Cause I had like barbed wire scratches and things like that from where I'd had to like fight the dogs to get them apart. It just happened, but I've never been like these things, Australian shepherds. I've been bit by those and he was lucky. My stepdad didn't freaking kill that thing. It was my boss's dog. We were watching him. It was my turn to freaking feed, uh, uh, feed her and the little bitch bit me. It's pain in the ass. Uh, I was just not happy with it. Pekingese never had any issues with that. Jack Russell Terriers, yes, they do bite. I know that. Chihuahuas. Um, but like I said, Dobermans, never been bit by a Doberman. Never been bit by a Boxer. Boxers are loving dogs. I've never met something that is so stupidly... Uh, so they are guard dogs. It's natural that they bite you in the wrong spot at the wrong time, but most pits are good if treated right unless they seem to be uh, street breeding to them or talking. them. That's true. If, you, if you're mean to them, they're bad. Uh, I do, you want to know how, the best way, and for all you out there, here's your little fun fact uh, for the day, 
that the best way to get a pit bull to release anything, doesn't matter what it is, uh, it may even be you, choke it. Rear naked choke works great on a pit bull. I know this for a fact of having to break dogs apart. Uh, it works great. Boxers are lovable. Never been, never had an issue with Labradors. Huskies, and this actually looks like my Husky, except for my Husky's got like a, her ear folds down. This one right here, the left ear. I love my, smoothie's the best. Never had an issue, uh, uh, apparently of like 13 fatalities uh, in whatever year this was done in. Uh, American Bulldog, I could see that. I, I've known a couple of them. Mastiffs, I saw a Mastiff today. Also, I was excited. I love these dogs. They're so goofy looking. They're funny. They're fun dogs. I've heard. I've never heard anything back. So mixed breeds. Yeah, I get that. German Shepherds. I've been in the suit, the 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 padded suit that they do the training with. That's actually a lot of fun. Is trying to fight those dudes, and when they get a hold of you, and you're just trying to get away. Oh my god, it still hurts. Like it hurts to be in that suit. Uh, but you know, they've got three hundred twenty Rottweilers now. Pits. Like I, I'm just. The fatalities, I think that's just people, you know, mess around. Uh, it's that fuck around and find out, and I think that's really what pit bulls are about. So, I like, I really don't want to, be- I I don't want to believe it, but there's a lot of these these sites that are tracking these statistics, and I um, Ted Breeze most likely to bite humans with pictures, you know, Pitt, Stafford, Bull Terrier, Roddy, Shepherd, Terrier, of course the Boxer. I still not seeing the goddamn Husky. Just you're you're hard pressed to get me that. So, speaking of animals, you may remember in an earlier episode and go back and look and find it where I uh, I talked about how much I hate PETA. I think they're a terrorist organization. They are the crappiest people out there. Chihuahua bites. Steely says Chihuahua bites are hilarious to me. They don't hurt Molly. Uh, don't hurt Molly. Could barely break skin. Trying her hardest. Molly had no teeth for like the last ten years of her life. It's not even fair. That poor dog. I miss Molly, the vicious attack dog. But, yeah, even when she was younger, I remember that. She was still, that tongue out thing was the best. Um, So, PETA. PETA was, uh, was very silent on something that I'm surprised didn't. And PETA could have garnered a lot of respect for me had they stood up and said something to, to... the president uh, over the this is kind of like bringing it back to the withdrawal and I've got two other stories that we're try, I'm going to try and get to uh, may or may not I don't know yet so you have a uh, the story uh, the story is a little bit fake um, service dogs left behind like that's all you have to do and it'll pull up fact check Pentagon so I had somebody quote, use this story as a quote, and they were like, the Pentagon said it. I was like, just a few years ago, you were telling us not to believe everything the government says. Where did it flip? And it's A lot of it's because his guys are in power now, and they're the ones telling the truth. Why would they lie to us? Oh, I tell you why they freaking lie to us. Um, There were, I like, I I do believe that there were some dogs left, not all of them absolutely think it was horrible because there was people left behind and they're trying to play it off as oh well they didn't want to come really who wouldn't want to come home from that hellhole when people are attacking uh there was a lady that actually stayed behind because they wouldn't take her dog let her take the dog with her uh she was over there rescuing animals and they wouldn't let her 
but the Pentagon says that I, but PETA didn't say anything. It was actually other animal, like animal rights groups that came out. Uh, uh, and I haven't heard a word from freaking PETA. So you know what, PETA? Suck it. Dox me, do whatever. No one's going to care. If I get shot, it's probably my own damn fault. But it's it, it, it's not, most of it's not true. Like, I, from what I've heard from, like, a couple sources, there were some dogs, but I don't think they were, like, American service dogs. Because I'm going to tell you, you'd be hard-pressed to get those. The guys that train the dogs in the Army, the Marines, the Air Force, the Navy, all, like, I don't think the Marine actually has them. I know the Navy does. Um, you, you'd probably have a better chance of, you might as well just let that person on with the dog because there will be hell to pay. Those dogs actually get really good treatment in the army. So that's part of it where I don't believe like they were purposely left behind. I think it was more like contractor dogs. I really don't think it was American service dogs because our, the dogs in the army get trained, uh, taken care of very well. Um, they have short span, short careers in the army and they get to go relax for the rest of their lives. And a lot of the trainers take them over, take over and take care of them. So, but where were you, PETA? And I want somebody to think about that. Where was PETA when all of this was going on? Whether it was wrong or not, like, and like I said, most of it's probably wrong, but where were you, PETA? I, I think it's funny. I really do. I think it's absolutely funny that we see these guys that have come out and just a couple of years ago when the orange man was so bad, he's so bad, Trump says mean things and dirty things. Well, well, at least he doesn't botch a, a withdrawal and get Americans killed. Yeah, this one's not. I'm not leaving. Letting Joe Biden go on that one, hands down, not happening. This is it's not happening. People then at that time absolutely thought that you know the president was lying there was russia there are people who still believe russia is a thing like president trump was colluding with putin and that's why he won the presidency even though nobody has ever been able to find evidence again but this one guy said something and that's all i need and yet people bad now are bad because of like stupid things like ivermectin and dumb shit like that like it's just it's like why but you get people out there now that are absolutely just like why wouldn't you believe the government? They always they they're telling the truth now, and it's because their guys are in power. Like they're the people that that they align with are in power, and it's like, yeah, of course the government's going to tell us the truth. They wouldn't lie to us. They have no reason. Unlike the last administration, they were lying about everything. And it's funny you go out there and you listen to some of the interviews, and you get like Trump coming out there and going, "It, it was oil the entire time. I was I, we were here to protect the oil, of course to be there." And it's like. All right, I'll take it. Like I, you just want like some like transparency, and the last administration was really transparent. My issues with Trump weren't so much the things that he, the policies that he made. I thought he made some pretty decent policies. My issues with Trump were his stupid, like his tweets and dumb things like that. Like it's just, just stop, dude. If he just stopped and like for like you go twenty four, if he went twenty four hours without tweeting. CNN would have exploded. Like, that would have been the story. Like, Fox News would be like, CNN has decided to explode after after not having anything to comment on for 24 hours. It would have been hilarious. But uh, you, uh, you, that's all he did. 
everybody's like, well, he, um, he's like, uh, people are out there like, they're like, well, he, he said this and he was racist and you go through and it's like, he's, he's not racist. Prove it to me. Show me where he said something that's racist and they can't and it's all that stuff. And you can go in there. Uh, I don't agree with every policy that the former president made, but you know, it was there now. Like I said, a lot of my issues right now aren't so much with like the previous, like the undoing of the policies. And there's like a, a great amount of policies that he undid and he fucked up. And now it's it's causing like a lot of issues, like the Keystone Pipeline. Gas prices shot up, and everybody's like, well, it's not because of Joe Biden. And Joe Biden's out there right now, and he's like poking people. He's like, hey, man, I need you to give us some more oil. You know, it's like he's crack at he, a crack at He's like, "Hey, man, you got any of that oil?" And it's just like, yeah. But because of his botch of the of Afghanistan, I just I was like, "Man, you really you really mucked that one up." And what's what's weird is is there's a few YouTubers out there that say it this way that I think is actually pretty spot on. Is that Trump was or Biden was anti-elected. They just didn't want the orange man in there. And I see it with, and this is how we're going to circle back yet again. We're Saki in it, Jen Saki in it, circling back. And I'm trying to. I, I really could just Google the guy. I I, I don't want to show him. I think he was. A, he's a brilliant. He's a brilliant dude in his own right. Absolutely, probably one of the smartest guys I've met when it comes to certain things. But some of the stuff that he says is absolutely crazy. Um, like he would rather people not be able to post things about news stories. Like he's like, I think you shouldn't be able to talk about a news story. I was like, no, I think you should. That's that's part of that free speech. If you if somebody goes out and they post a story that you don't like, and you're like, I don't like this. This doesn't seem right. Or like in my take, uh, a few months ago, I was on uh, I was on Tampa Bay today with Shriner over on Money Talk Ten Ten, and we were sitting there talking about the uh, moment of silence in schools and everybody's out there. Governor DeSantis is demanding prayer in schools. That's how the media was outlining it. And I was like, that's not true at all. That's not what the bill states. The bill states it's a moment of silence used and teachers are not allowed to tell you how to use your moment of silence. If you come into class, and you're like, I need a moment of silence. And that's you to gather your thoughts. That's how the bill is. I went to the... I went to the state website where they post all the bills and the information, read the summary, and then went dug through the bill and says, yeah, no, it, it doesn't say that this is required to be a prayer. You can pray if you want to. It's absolutely. So if they had that story out there and somebody had posted that, and I'd be like, well, that's not true at all. This is what it is. I wouldn't be able to do that for it, it, the way he wants to do stuff. But um, he, he just, it's really weird how, how, uh, how he went from saying that nobody <laughs> like right here, uh, he's talking about how, how disappointing um, the current president is. He's like, I'll never, I'll, I'll never re regret because the other guy was that bad, but it's, it, it's really not. I like, nobody knows how, how the former president would have handled Afghanistan. I don't think it would have been that much better. I think it would actually have been probably a lot worse. Or about the same, with probably without the deaths. Because I think a lot of people were afraid of him because he was kind of like screwy in the goddamn head. Say what you want. President Trump was like nutty. That dude would be like, he's just out there and he's like, picks up a gun and he's like waving it around and everybody's like, all right, all right, all right. Hey, just put that down. 
And he's like, what do you mean? This is all good. And his fingers, his booger hookers wrapped around the trigger. And you're just like, yeah, it's not, it's good. We're going to go out there and put holes in the things. And you're like, all right, all right. Hey, look, we won't attack. We'll let you have it. Go back. All right. And you saw a lot of actually like cartoons and things like that actually making fun of like of the president. And they were actually kind of spot on with how crazy and erratic he would act. If he had just, like I said, sat back in the in the shade, and of course people would have hated him for that. It's like, why isn't the president saying anything about this? Look at all the other presidents that have said this and this and yak and yak and yak 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 yak. And that's and you've been like, all right, whatever. But his policies, I thought, were, were generally good. Not all of them. Um, I'm trying to think of one that I thought that I didn't really care for. I like the the break. Like people are like, oh, we gotta. You gotta, you can't, you gotta tax the rich, absolutely tax the rich. Actually, my cousin, one of my cousins, is like went like super freaking hip, and he's like, you know what we really should be doing, taxing the rich. They deserve it. I was like, those people have worked goddamn hard, and I like I, I'm not saying that they're not, they're actually paying their fair share. They actually pay a lot in taxes. Should they probably pay more? I don't know, maybe I don't, but I'm not really there to decide that. I just want to be taxed less. That's what it really should be. And granted, everybody's like, oh, well, you're not paying your fair share. Oh, well, duh, because I'm poor. <laughs> like, that's the thing. When you're poor, you're really not paying a whole lot. And I'm fine with that. But uh, what you do, what you end up having is, like, uh, like I said, my cousin's, like, super, he's gotten, like, super, like, really political on that. Tucks the rich. Leave him alone, man. Like, they ain't hurting people. Everybody thinks that Jeff Bezos is, is like, it's like the closest thing to like modern day, like the devil or something stupid. And it's, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Cause he's really not a bad guy. As far as I know, like he, it's not like I've watched him out there and watched him like punt a baby down a football field. It's nothing like that. Some people don't like how his businesses runs. Well, I tell you what, you design a multi-million dollar or multi-trillion dollar business that, has such is a such high demand because of the way he designed this company that he came up with. He started out and uh, selling books in a garage, like most of those guys do, like Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. And don't get me wrong, Bill Gates is kind of like crazy. Um, like if you didn't see that one coming, I don't know. I always thought he was kind of like a little woohoo, but he worked hard for what he got. And now people are like, well, we got to take it from him. He doesn't deserve it. It's like, what do you mean he doesn't deserve it? The dude's worked, he worked up from all his life. Uh, you know, this is this is the fruits of his labor. And what does he have to show for it? You know, all, all his wealth. So much wealth that he's like, yo, I don't even want to be the CEO of Amazon anymore. I really just want to go fly penis-shaped rockets into space. I want to go be Dr. Evil. I, I swear that was probably his favorite movie growing up as a kid. He was like sitting there watching Mike Myers and Austin Powers. And he goes, this is the greatest thing ever. Gates says he would be taxed more and give it away a lot more and promise he'd give all his money away before he died. He did. It is true. Uh, Steven Maverick's right. Bill Gates did say he would tax himself more and give away a lot. He actually is not leaving any t- anything to his kids. But he is leaving some to his wife, Melinda. Oh, he's got that alimony. Yeah. Oh, that really hits the goddamn spot, I tell you that. Uh, but these guys, they're, they're no longer 
if you don't like the way Amazon, uh, yeah, could, I definitely couldn't help myself. Like, I really, I needed that drink. I'm, I'm very thirsty right now. But if you don't like the way Amazon's run, a lot of people are like, oh, Amazon has like such crappy work, uh, work, uh, work, work issues, and I can see that. Like, there are definitely things that need. I, I know a guy that worked at Amazon. And was like, yo, this this really is a bad place to work. And I was like, well, why didn't you leave? He's like, I did. I was like, okay, then it's you know, it's not like you're stuck there. No one's forcing you to work at Amazon. So let's start with that. Secondly, that's not Jeff Bezos's decisions anymore. That's the people who are the CEO of Amazon. Uh, the, the he he just I think he's he sits on the board, but I don't think he gets to make decisions anymore. He just takes the money, which is like fine by me, man. He, he you've earned that. You've earned the part where you don't have to freaking walk, you know, go to work every day if you don't want to. You know, just keep paying out to your wife. You're smashing the, the the luckiest dude in the world isn't the guy that just won the lottery. It's the guy that found a way to smash Jeff Bezos's ex-wife because that dude's just like, I don't care what I have to do. If I have to let this lady wa- ride me around like a horse, walk me like a dog in front of the neighbors, I have Jeff Bezos money. And actually, she gives it away. She's actually, uh, what's his wife's name? She's actually pretty cool. Like, she does a lot for uh, a lot for charities. She's actually pretty hot, too. Like, uh, Mackenzie Scott, ex-wife of Jeff Bezos. And she married a teacher out of Seattle. Like, wouldn't I love to have been a guy at Seattle at the time? Like, she showed up and was like, you know what I really have for I want somebody to spank me like a, a schoolgirl and some teacher coming down the hall and he's like got a ruler in his right hand and he's like, this could be my shot. So, but she just donated like $4.2 to somebody. Uh, she's like the 18th richest person in the world uh, to charity. and uh, After donating like $4.2 billion, she's still like the 18th richest person in the world. But she married uh, married Seattle science teacher Dan Jewett. That's pretty funny. But little is known about Dan except for that he's a teacher and he's probably sitting in there some like some kind of like hentai. And she's like, "Put on your Mister Feeny costume and tell me a life story, stud." <laughs> I can just see something stupid like that. Oh, uh, but you know, hey, more power to her. She's a nice lady. But these people, she didn't really earn that money. She got it in alimony, I guess. I mean, I guess if you're just, like, giving the old rub and tug to Jeff Bezos, you kind of, like, you've been dotting your eyes for so long that you really, that, all right, okay. You get it, uh, you've earned it some way. But is that the way you really earned it? Hmm? Maybe not. Nope. All right. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm, like spinning my gears on stuff. I, I it's been, it's been a long week, uh, ten days straight of doing stuff for the army, followed by like uh, rolling right into work and not stopping. I've got to get up early tomorrow. I got to go do some more work, and then I got to go, uh, Florida, Florida's largest home show here in Tampa. I'm going to be there. You can come out and find me there. I'm not some big super uber personality yet. I'm working on that where people actually show up to my events because they actually want to see me and not. Just me wearing a uh, a shark costume because that's what I I'll be doing tomorrow. Um, it's uh, I don't know which that one is. I'm trying to find I 
I lost my uh I lost the file that had all my um my show stuff in it and I have no idea where it is. So there is no like exit music and I know I've got some somewhere that I was just gonna put in and call it a day. Yeah, if I could find it. Uh I have no idea what that one is. And eh, we'll play it. We'll just throw it in there. I like that. That sounds like a stupid plan. And I'm full of those. Well, with that being said, I think it's time for me to go ahead and exit the show. I I appreciate everybody that tuned in, all one of my fans. And I appreciate everybody who's out there in non-radio land listening, or not so much non-radio land, who's going to be listening to podcasts. Make sure you listen to me. Uh, stay tuned. Every Friday night, every Friday night, 9 to 10, I'm going to do I will do my absolute best. The only time that gets me are drill weekends, and I'm working on a plan for that. I just... Needs a little bit more fine-tuning. So Friday nights, 9 to 10. You can catch the replays over on YouTube at the Radio Slick. I'm going to work on getting a rumble done. Follow me at that guy Slick on Twitter, uh, SlickBTLS on Instagram. You can go find the uh, the Slick Show on Anchor. You can listen to wherever podcasts. Like, subscribe, leave a comment, Twitch. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell your mom who's got nothing better to do. Hell, let your grandma listen to it. There's probably something that she'll like. But with that being said, keep on rocking.